0: The Full Circle Podcast on Hacker Public Radio. This episode, energy-saving computing with Granola. Hello world, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast on Hacker Public Radio. We're doing our bit to save the planet whilst saving ourselves some money. It's granola from Miserware. The Full Circle Podcast is the companion to Full Circle Magazine, the independent magazine for the Ubuntu community. Find us at fullcirclemagazine.org forward slash podcast. energy-saving computing. It's a neat concept, saving you money by saving you electricity. That's money off your electricity bill while you do your bit to save the planet. Granola is software that improves the energy efficiency of your PC or laptop, or your server farm. A few weeks ago, I spoke to Matt Grove from Miserware, who explained how it works. And our next guest is Mr. Matt Grove from Miserware. Matt, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing okay. How are you?
0: Very good. And I suppose the first thing to start off with is who or what is Miserware and where does Granola fit into the the software line? Sure.
1: So Miserware is a green IT software company. It's a startup. So it was founded in 2007. And it's a spin-out from Virginia Tech in uh, Virginia in America and there was a professor there who has been doing research into high-performance computing and energy-saving computing for about 10 years, and he started a company to try and turn some of his research into software that people can actually use on their computers. And the company that he founded is Miserware, and the main bit of software that we are showing off at the moment is Granola, which is a little program for PCs, laptops, or servers. That will try and save you energy without you having to turn your machine off or change the way that you use
0: computers. This is this is becoming a concern for uh, a lot of people. That the PC industry is now selling hundreds of millions of machines a year. The CO2 bill seems to be going up. Whether or not you believe in in the hard science of climate change, I'm I'm slightly sceptical. Maybe we've caught one of those cyclical temperature raises in in earth's atmosphere but one way or the other six billion of us on the planet are certainly not going to help it and we may well accelerate the damage that we could do which is where does granola come into helping us reduce the damage
1: well apart from the climate change argument there are two things that you can say as facts so that the cost of electricity is going up so that is happening around the world and as you said there are more computers so more computers consuming more electricity means that it's costing people a lot more money so that's that's one thing to consider alongside the the green um, the green aspect at the end of the day if you can reduce the amount of electricity that a computer is using then uh, you are going to cut down your energy bill just for powering the computer, but you also will cut down your energy bill for having to cool your computer, having to cool your facilities with all of your computers in them if they are a data center. So the, the electrical bill, um, if you stop thinking about just your computer that sits in your desk and blow that up into the data centers that someone like Google has, is astronomical. There's a huge amount of electricity. And when people build their data centers these days, they have to put them next to power power stations to be able to supply enough electricity so we're not talking about a tiny little bits of bits of energy or um just plugging your one computer into the national grid we're talking about giant power stations powering millions of computers around the world so there's a huge amount of electricity going into running the internet and running all of the machines that are plugged into it so this is not a trivial amount of electricity and it takes a huge amount of energy to produce all of that electricity
0: and it's it's 24 7 it, you, we switch them on, and uh, so many of them never get turned off or powered down. It's just constant. And it-
1: Sure. I think in the more geeky world, people tend to leave their desktop computers on, whereas less geeky people tend to turn them off. Now, turning your computer off is the best way to save electricity. But at the same time, there are plenty of people that want to have their computers doing things when they're not sitting at them. And a data center with a bunch of web servers in it is a good example of that. No one's going to really want to turn their web server off in case it needs to serve a web
0: page. <laughs> so there
1: are plenty of machines out there that we don't really have the um, the choice. So they have, to, they have to stay on. And the, the clever bit about what Miserware does is we make software that means you don't have to turn your computer off to save electricity. And that's the the big change. There are people that have tried to do things like this before. But what normally happens is you compromise some of the performance of the machine in order to provide that energy saving. And what we do is be much cleverer about how we save you the energy so that um, we don't impact the performance of the machine But we try and save you some electricity and that's the real big difference and that's where the 10 years of research from virginia tech comes into play this isn't something that somebody came up with overnight this took a long time to figure this kind of stuff out
0: i was going to say that this isn't a new idea of trying to reduce the power consumption but most of the solutions that have been out and around for the last 10 years or so most of the data center people just throw them out because of the the impact on the on the machines and, and the performance what's what's the secret
1: sure the 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 big difference between what we do and what other other people are doing if you look at only people who are trying to save you energy while the machine is on so let's forget about turning computers off for a minute the big difference between mys and what other people are doing is the way that we choose how much power to use so what our software is doing And this version is changing the frequency of your CPU, which I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast knows about. Your um, CPU can change frequency, and the modern CPU, when it changes frequency, can um, reduce the amount of electricity that it's consuming. So the lower the frequency, the lower the power consumption, basically. And the other solutions such as the on-demand driver have a different way of choosing when to go down frequency. So what we have is a predictive model where we try and predict the future to know how much electricity and what frequency to set the CPU at to give you the performance that you're going to need in the future. That is the intellectual property, that's the very clever bit. The other solutions that people have out there, like some of the open source ones, are threshold based. And what they do is they sit there at a certain frequency. And when a machine works hard for a certain amount of time and goes over a threshold, it will increase the frequency. And when it's idle for a certain amount of time, it will reduce the frequency. The lag between when you're stuck at your low frequency and doing work before the the threshold is reached is your, your lost productivity. That period while we're waiting to go up a frequency, you're losing the um, performance of your computer. With a predictive one, we've already jumped into the higher frequency by magically knowing that we need to get there. Now, of course, it isn't magic, but that's the the secret bit that differentiates us from the other people.
0: So to run that predictive algorithm, you must be collecting some kind of trend information over time in order to make your predictions
1: yes so the the idea is you look at the utilization of the machine and you feed that into your predictor now the predictor isn't magic although we'd like it to be perfect it isn't so sometimes it makes mistakes, and that what it does when it makes a mistake is it keeps track of when it gets things wrong and when it gets things right. And this allows us to bound the performance loss. So we can do something like, say, whilst you're trying to save energy, you must never lose more than 5% of the performance of this machine. And that what will happen is if it starts guessing wrong and it gets to the 5% threshold, it will stop bringing the machine to the lower power state until it can guarantee that it's definitely not going to lose you there. So our software is the only one that you can get where you can say this is what an acceptable performance loss is. And the reason for that is none of the others have a concept of what performance they are losing. So they couldn't guarantee you anything apart from full power because they have no idea what effect they're having, because they don't record it. Whereas it's core to how our predictor works, that it, it looks at your utilisation and keeps track of what it's doing.
0: You've, you've just released a new version of Granola.
1: Yeah, we last week we released version 3, and Granola is available for... Um, Debian 5, Debian Unstable, Fedora 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, Red Hat Enterprise 4 or 5, Sles 10, and Ubuntu 7 all the way through 10. So you can download they unload that for any of those Linux distributions. And we do all of that packaging ourselves. It's also available for Windows, but I don't know how many people listening to this really care about. Uh, we've,
0: we've got lots of, lots of people in mixed environments and, and a few Macintosh people as well.
1: Sure. Well, the nice thing is, as well as all of those Linux versions that I said, you can also run this on Windows 7, Windows Vista and Windows XP. And that's both the the server versions of the, the operating system and the desktop ones as well. So we've pretty much got everybody covered not yet got the Apple Mac people done but it is on the it is on the list there are plenty of people who have been asking for it so I imagine you'll see that in the future
0: installation on my test box was painless in fact I didn't even realize it had finished it (laughs) it just put everything in that I needed we
1: do native packaging for all of the Linux distributions so we don't do something like give you a tar and then hope that you can install it on your different you know, your different distro. So if you're installing it on Fedora, you have a native RPM ready for Fedora and the same for Ubuntu. So we also provide a, like a lot of people do, we have a repository that you can add. So you can just use normal synaptic tools to download things or app get if that's what you want to do. So the installation is very painless. We even wrote a shell script that will add the repository to your machine if you don't want to do that. So it's very simple. And to install it on Windows, you just download the executable and double click on the installer and... It's very painless on both of them. we spent a lot of time and effort trying to package it natively, trying to build software for Linux that installs perfectly on whatever it is, 15 different distributions, both 32-bit and 64-bit. It's not for the faint-hearted, but it's something that we're quite proud of that we can do that for
0: you. I I was pleasantly surprised to see the number of different uh, package types you had up there. Once you've got it installed and running, what's it like in terms of memory usage and resources that it It needs to um, do its job.
1: There there are two components to the Linux granola. You have the uh, little demon that runs in the background all the time. He's doing the the actual power management of your machine. So he's basically changing the frequency of your processor and keeping track of whether recording what it's been doing in a log file and that kind of jazz. And that's a tiny little demon that was written in um, C and C++ to be as small as we could possibly get it so that you would never see it. So it's basically transparent and stays out of the way. And certainly on, well, I'm running it now on my laptop. If I, if I type top, I can't see Granola on the first page, but so I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. So Skype is right at the top, and then Chrome and some other bits and bobs in my terminal, but there is no, I can't see Granola there. Uh, the second bit of the software is the GUI, which is a Python program that we've written that actually has a BSD license, so you can change it and fiddle with it if you so wish. It's completely open source, the GUI part. Uh, All that does is um, take the log files that are coming from the daemon and display them for you in such a way that they they make sense. So they'll tell you how much electricity you've been saving, what that that translates to in pounds, um, how much CO2 that is, that kind of stuff. And the, the big change that we recently made to the software is if you would like it to, it can upload those numbers to the Granola website. And if you use the same account for multiple machines, it will put all of your savings on one web page for you and do all of the adding up. So if you have a bunch of computers, like a lot of a lot of people do these days, you can see all of your savings on one page. And that's something that we are adding more features to every day now. That's really the... Um, it's useful, but it's also a fun tool for us to use the add... The, You'd be surprised what people ask for. Everyone <laughs> wants to know the details about what their computers are doing. And one of the it turns out that one of the, the one of the the big differences between Granola and the other power saving tools is their reporting. To be able to actually see what's going on, people really like that. Um, different people like it for different reasons, but it's been a very positive thing for us to add it, add to the software, and I only see us adding more and more of that kind of stuff to it. So if you're in a, a a corporate environment and you have a thousand commuters you don't really want to go around and have somebody add them all up although we do have someone that has an intern that does that with a piece of paper and a calculator <laughs> so you don't have to do that anymore you can now log onto the website and see what all of your savings are so that's the big difference and you'd be surprised how addictive it is sitting there watching your um your numbers tick up
0: Hitting refresh. And now, now that you've got that capability of tracking back, how how much and what, what level of data are you collecting back? Because I imagine that that is very useful for uh, refining your predictive algorithms performance measures. But um, to what, what level are you interested in what people use their machines for?
1: Um, although we don't automatically report it back. We're very interested in all of the um, the, the different workloads that people run. So the, the interesting thing for us is everyone's got different things that they do with their computer. And even when your computer's running flat out, there are still ways for us to save energy with our algorithm. So we are very interested to hear from people that have strange uses for their computers, or they have a large number of computers doing something very specific. Um, to run Granola and tell us what their savings are or tell us to have a look for them. If there's anything that we can do to tune the algorithm further for specific people, we are very interested in doing that. So the workload for a PC, for a normal desktop PC that someone runs at home, is very diverse. The start as the operating system can be completely different. You've got Ubuntu... I don't know, your brother might have Windows 7. That's very different. And you may do completely different things with the computer. So the sky's the limit, really, for profiling the different workloads. And um, although we run dozens of them in the office, there's nothing quite like being able to talk to people because there are thousands of people using Granola now, and every single one of them is unique and does something slightly different with their computer. So it's really a team effort to try and dial in the software. Not only is it a team effort to try and improve the software, the more people that run it. We were saying earlier about there being thousands of computers. If everybody runs Granola on their computer, then we're going to drastically reduce the amount of electricity that is used around the whole world for computers. Really, don't think about it just as you installing on your one machine and saving yourself a few pounds a year. Imagine how many trees equivalent you are planting as a team effort with everybody that's installing it. So right now, there are... My website is telling me that the community together has currently done the equivalent of planting 76,544 trees to to offset the CO2 that their computers would have generated if they hadn't, if they hadn't been running granola. So the numbers get quite big quite quickly. the compelling thing is the more people do it, the bigger the number gets. Spread the word. Don't think of just yourself using it on your computer. Tell other people about this.
0: So, how large is that community at the moment?
1: 76,000 trees equates to more well more than 80,000 users. I can't look it up at the moment, but right. more than 80,000 people using it at the
0: moment. How's that distributed across the planet? I know it's that pretty you've...
1: much all over the place now. It was it was very English to start with, mostly thanks to Alan Pope telling everybody about it. And then uh, we spread across to America where obviously we we are based and um since we opened out from beta and allowed anyone to install it we have got people from all over the world and we get lots of requests for translations and the GUI has when it tells you how much um, how much money you're saving it has the um you know originally it had a dollar sign and then we had all the English people rock up so we added the pound sign And now, due to popular demand and a lot of shouting at us, we've added the euro symbol. So um, we've got requests for pretty much every currency in every language that there is now. So our graphic designer is diligently churning out lots of new icons. So, um, no, it's great. It's nice to see how it's spread about the place. It's also interesting having people write about your software in languages that you can't read and (laughs) wondering what exactly they're saying about you. But It's all been very positive, and we're really happy with the reception that it's had globally now
0: if you look at if i don't know say say you um you look at um, a machine profile can you look at its power consumption and say oh yes that's that's an exchange server that's somebody sitting on youtube when they should be working that's somebody who's just sitting there with open office
1: if if we do the profiling we can figure out what machines are up to what we normally do with a workload that's um like an interesting workload is we will um we'll run it ourselves at Miserware on one of our test computers, and we hook the, they hook them up to um, power meters, and these aren't like 10-pound power meters. These are custom-built thousands of pounds worth of kit that will do very accurate, very fine-grained reporting on what the computer is up to. And then uh, we do a profile of uh, the utilization and the power consumption and what the software is doing. And we have, in order to get the benchmarking to work we have to make a repeatable workload that you can do virtually the same thing with every single time which is actually very difficult and it makes doing the um, the benchmarking of this kind of software very tricky there's a lot of things that um, take a lot of time to set up to try and get accurate readings but um, we basically will try and copy your workload and then uh, try and improve things if something weird is going on or at least understand try and understand what is what is happening but we have everything set up to do that at Mindsware. There are documents that describe how to do your own benchmarking, but it's not for the faint-hearted. It's not quite just stick a power meter in the wall and have a look at what's going on. It is it is quite a serious process.
0: Yeah, so if you're going to do any kind of proper benchmarking worth having you've got to be very scientific and very rigorous um that much i know so
1: we we, we, we wrote a pdf to try and help you all so if you go to the granola website there is actually we did our best to put together a document to try and point everyone in the right direction or at least give you the benefit of our experience so that you don't have to fight with it quite as much as we have had to over the years (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay and i guess one of the uh, things that everybody's going to ask about is is licensing because i've installed the free and gratis version which is which is great and what else is granola doing to um, make some money to to keep doing the research and uh, keep developing
1: sure there, there is other software that um miserware makes we have a um, pro a thing called servmiser es which is Basically, a headless version of Granola that's set up for running across um, large numbers of computers. It's designed to be scalable to the thousands and work within your your data center. So that, that's not free software. That's that's one of our sold products. The other thing that we're doing now is adding more things to Granola. Now that we've finally got Granola finished and out the door, the idea is to try and add more things that are useful that people keep asking for for the the sort of Enterprise market, so not just the um, the kind of things that we all want Granola to do at home, but the kind of things that somebody with a thousand desktop computers would like to do. So the the Daemon and the features that you have at the moment are completely free, uh, free for you guys to use. The reporting stuff to the website will track up to five computers completely for free. And then after that, when you start getting into the large numbers of machines, we would talk to you about a, a site license for the software so that you could run it on all of your computers and get your support. And t- a typical sort of sales model where the, the support is really the thing that you're paying for.
0: And do you want to just um, give out the website address, which I think is really clever little uh, address, actually. <laughs>
1: so the software is called Granola. And the domain name is granola. dot L-A. So it is the word granola, but with a dot between the O and the L. And uh, Laos sold all of their domain names to the city of um, L.A. And that's where all those domain names are. The easiest way to find uh, Miserware is just type Miserware into Google, and you'll be presented with a whole page of results
0: for us. Once I'd heard about Granola, I didn't even have to think about what the address is. I just remembered grano.la, and it's straight there. Thank you very much, Matt. That's hopefully given given some people something to think about. Um, knowing the Ubuntu community like I do, none of them seem to be averse to saving a bit of cash. <laughs> so um, maybe we can save some money and save save some of the planet in the process. It was very apposite for me, because I just went and paid my utility bill this lunchtime. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's Which the is bottom line, isn't painful it? painful
0: experience. Ah, oh, painful, every time. I'll, I'll keep running the new version. I'll, I'll, I might even try and get it on, um, on all the machines here. Let's see, see what, the, uh, what the saving adds up to. Okay, very good. Okay.
1: Thank you for Thank talking you. to us.
0: Thank you. So, no excuses but to tune your machines to use less electricity. And if you want to give Granola a try, the web address is in the show notes. The Full Circle Podcast will be back on Hacker Public Radio very soon. I'm Robin Catling. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net
1: for all your hosting needs.